We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am Steve Perhatch, your host for the day, uh, better known as Third Banana. Joining me on the <laughs> other end is going to be Sarah Kelleher, who we delightfully refer to as Second Banana. And as always, first banana in everybody's worlds, Dusty Evely. Steve, What's going on, guys? Steve, I hate to be the one to do this, man, but it's Top Banana. It's top, but we we went over this two weeks. It's top banana, Steve. Top first, ugh. yeah. It's cool, man. It's fine. I, I like yeah, you know you were. Do, I liked your thing. That was a good intro. It's just it's top banana. I'm trying banana. to get everybody you know to to know your weird ass <laughs> lingo that nobody had ever heard of. I'm... which which definitely scored me a bottle of booze. By the way, uh, I'm hyped that I finally have a brand. I feel like I have a brand now. This is very exciting. Top banana. Okay, I'll remember that for the next time. Right, write it down. Remember, put some, and put some respect on it, will you, Steve? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so we've got, there's a lot going on in the NFL world right now. There's nothing like huge or substantial craziness going on, but it's just a lot of little small side notes that, you know, since we actually have a GM that is looking to delve into the free agency world and the trade world, we actually have a lot of small things to talk about. Um, 
We've got a couple Packers-related notes as far as retirements. Um, John Kuhn is going to be officially retiring as a Green Bay Packer. Initial thoughts, I mean, uh, everybody loves Cooney Boy, but uh, any fun memories of, of him or uh, what you thought of him as a player for the Packers? I'm going to be a little negative, so Sarah, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I only have, like, good memories from what I have, like, every, like all the time. I just remember being like, Coon, like everybody else, and, like, yelling and cheering. And one of my, like, most, like, vivid memories of him is I think they were playing the Browns and he like I'm trying to remember and he was like it was his typical three yards out of the end zone I'm gonna run it in and um he like fell on the ground like got pushed back by his own player and then caught himself on the ground with like one hand and then like spun around and like fell into the end zone I don't know why but whenever I think of him I think of that play because it just really stood out to me I, the one I think of, and I said I was going to be negative, and I probably will. Um, actually, I'll end, on a, I'll end on a positive note. He was fine. Kuhn was fine. Um, I, I feel like he kind of, I feel like he got kind of a lot of love towards the end, even though his last two seasons were not really very good. He kind of, he kind of, he said his basically that fullback dive is about all he could do, and then even by the end he wasn't great at that, and then he kind of lost his blocking ability. But people still loved him, and I get it. It was just I think he just stuck around a couple years too long. Um, I got. My, Two of my favorite stories. One, uh, it was week six of the 2013 season in Baltimore. It didn't end up meaning anything. The Packers ended up winning 1917, uh, but the Packers blocked a punt uh, from the Ravens. Blocked a punt, and Kuhn touched the ball as it's spinning on the ground, but did not recover it, which means the Ravens got a chance to recover it, and then they got the ball, and they didn't end up scoring, so it wasn't a big deal. But immediately, one of the guys I was watching was just John Kuhn, you dick. Just, just with so much anger and vitriol in his voice. It's just, it's one of my favorite, whatever. It's still, it's one of my favorite Coon memories. But my actual, my actual real favorite Coon memory, how could it not be? Week 17, 2013 in Chicago. The block on Peppers that gave Rodgers the time. I mean, he came across, I've watched that play. That was one of the first articles I ever wrote that was like an in-depth um film article like he came across the formation he saw peppers he got a piece of them enough so rogers could roll out and hit Cobb with that, that game-winning touchdown that when i think of coon no matter what i think of those last couple years and kind of some of his limitations that's the play i think of it's the guy that it's a guy that saw something across the formation and if he didn't react when he did as quickly as he did rogers is sacked and that game's done and they don't make the playoffs that year so when i think of coon I think of that, and then my friend calling him a dick. Those are my, my two <laughs> That is definitely a, a peak, and a, the definition of a peak and a valley as far as <laughs> John Cunio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, too, That's it's the uh, the block on Peppers. That's just, I mean, I've, I watched that a bunch of times today after his announcement of his retirement, so um, can't thank him enough for that. It's, it's always fun to have the fan favorites. As, as you said, he might have been a little overblown, but – the fact that everybody would yell coon as soon as he just touched the ball is always just a fun memory, especially for Lambeau. Um, moving on to the current roster, the Packers have signed Fadol Brown, an exclusive rights free agent, to a one-year deal. Um, so he's a defensive end. He came in, I believe they got him off of waivers near the end of the year, um, and he kind of came in and Played a little bit, and when he did, he flashed. So I think for me, at least, this is a good move of 
adding some depth to the line, the, the defensive line, and we'll see what kind of moves they make as far as the draft and free agency goes to see if he even ends up sticking with the team. But, I mean, out of the gates, it's one of the guys they wanted to keep. So, for me, it's a, cool, it's a good move. Sarah, what are you thinking? I agree 100%. I think definitely towards the end of the year, we saw moments that were like, whoa, like, there's definitely potential there. So I think a one-year deal like they did is a perfect opportunity to see, like, hey, is he for real? Or were those moments kind of just, like, moments that maybe, you know, aren't going to be routine for him? So I I was very excited when I saw that news broke. And I think it'll be if, – if he works hard like he was when we saw him get in the game um, towards the end of the season, I think it could really work out for them. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm exactly with Sarah. He's, I mean, I, I rewatched, um, I started to watch, I haven't got done with it yet. I, I remember that week 16 Jets game in particular, and I looked, he had 11 snaps that game, and most of them seemed to fall on uh, obvious passing downs. So he's basically in as, as a kind of a situational pass rusher, but they've kind of moved him around the line. You know, had some end, um, some basically at nose tackle, some just kind of an offset DT role, and he he looked really good. Uh, he ate up blocks when he ate up blocks. He had, you know, high energy, uh, decent moves, decent hands, good strength. Like, I don't know. Like he's a guy, like even if he's a situational rotational pass rusher and he gets, you know, 15 snaps a game or something, 15, 20, I don't, I don't care. I don't have a number in mind. Um, but he, he seems like he can do some stuff. And we saw him, like you said, kind of down the stretch, he did some good things enough to kind of make you dream on. So a one-year deal for not a whole lot of money for a guy that kind of showed what he did, I'm all in favor of that. All right, so everybody enjoys the first signing. Uh, hopefully one of many more to come from, from Goody. There's there's several free agents that are going to be coming out there. Um, we are recording this on Wednesday night, so at this time next week, free agency will officially be open. Woo-hoo. And we will actually be able to talk about some – it'll be fun because we will actually be able to talk about some of the uh, the signings that are going on Um I, you know, if the Packers are making some first day moves, which they really haven't made in years. So it'd be really, really exciting. But right now is the time in the NFL season where people are starting to get cut. Um, they don't want to be paid the, you know, the bonuses, the roster bonuses for being on the, the on day one um, of the NFL year. So there's been a couple of uh, bigger names that people have already linked to the Packers. I just want to throw a couple of these names out to see what you guys think. For me, it's always really fun to watch Aaron Nagler tweet because <laughs> any, anytime anybody is released from a team, he will immediately quote tweet it and give it a no. 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 <laughs> I mean, most of the time it's no, let's be honest. Because <laughs> everybody, as soon as anybody gets released, the Packers fans on Twitter go crazy. Yep. <gasps> the Packers should sign him. The Packers should sign him. And he, <laughs> He always kind of gives you like the the shot in the arm of eh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that, but uh, a couple of these names. So uh, linebacker from the Rams, Mark Barron, linebacker from the Browns, Jamie Collins, and safety Eric Weddle from the Ravens, all released. Any of those names, like you know, making you guys get a little excited and say, "Hey, this this could help." All all of them, like all of them, sound nice. I mean, really, as far as like needs. We could all use the needs. Baring seems like one of those guys from what the what I've seen of him, kind of very athletic, but uh, maybe not the feel for the game that maybe he should. Uh, so I might pass on Baron, but I mean, 
know, based on what he did in New England and, and I, you know, Cleveland, I'm just writing off Cleveland or have been, uh, I, I wouldn't mind taking a look at Jamie Collins. Like that guy, when that guy's on, he's very, very good. And Weddle just yeah. kind of fits that safety mold. So I'd, I don't know, pass on Barron. I'd be perfectly happy with the other two. Yeah, I was the Jamie Collins was the one that definitely like stuck out to me out of the names that I've seen throughout the past couple days. I mean, he's a good he has good size and he's quick on the edges like that. So I really think that's something that we need. And he, I feel like he's more his pace is much quicker than what we've seen with some of our outside linebackers. So I think it's really important that we get that tempo and they're able to make plays like that. And like you said, in the plays that I went back and looked at today, when he was on, he was on. And that's something that we really need. Well, solid in coverage too. Like that's the thing. Like he could, he can kind of do a little bit of everything, which is, which, which yeah, I saw, I think he had, I think he had one or two maybe interceptions this year, even so, or this past season. So that's pretty impressive as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be it's just gonna be fun because this is a time normally when Packers fans are just <laughs> sitting on their hands because they're never gonna have any fun news. They just have to wait for the draft, and you know maybe we'll get one of those guys who won't cost a cost a compensatory pick. That maybe you'll get somebody for like a, a million dollar signing. But this is actually really exciting because these are some names that Ashley could sign. Who knows? Um, so there's that aspect, but now there's also before people are being released, there's also the trade talk. So there's a couple of big names, um, two right now that I want to talk about. And then I think we'll have a little time so we can talk two of the bigger, maybe non-Packer trades, but what's going on in the rest of the NFL. So first um, right guard from the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Zeitler, one of the higher paid guards in the NFL right now. If not, I'm not sure if he's the highest, but at one point, I believe when he signed, he was the highest guard in the NFL. Uh, former UW grad, and overall, I mean, that's a glaring hole that they have at right guard. He could step right in. I believe he's about $10 million for this, this coming year is what he would be due. Um, but they'd be able to get out of the contract after this first year and not have any dead money. So it seems like a really good fit if you could throw a late, third day pick um, to see if that might be something good. But I mean, it screams you're going to be a Packers just because he's a number. He was the number one rated guard for pass pro in the NFL last year. I mean, that's what you need at right guard. I mean, there was such a glaring hole and people were just running right at Aaron Rodgers all through the year. I mean, to me, this is like a slam dunk. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. I mean, we've talked about right guard before. I mean, if you go into next year, they got to do something. Because if you can't go into next year with McCray as your right guard, Sarah, I'm sorry. I know we've talked about this before. I know, I know, no, he's, I know he's your good. guy, you're kind good. of. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to do something. You got to do something at guard. And like you said, I from what from what I've seen of him, I mean, like you said, he's number one in pass pro. I don't know. From what I've seen of him, he's very, very good. And like you said, he's plug and play. You stick him in, it's a major hole. He he seems like someone they should target. Yeah. I like am getting like the vibes that I got last season with like Cleo Mack and how it was like the Packers are gonna sign Cleo <laughs> Mack and all this and like I feel like we kind of like in a way let that opportunity just like slip through our fingers. And then we obviously saw what happened when we with that. So I feel like this is maybe like, okay, we learned our lesson. We didn't sign someone at the linebacker position that we maybe should have 
or in a tra- or acquire them in a, some kind of trade. So maybe we should do that this time in a position of need again, and that one that will make an impact right away. Yeah, I haven't seen Steve. Is there anything out there about kind of what what this may take to get uh, him? No, I mean they drafted somebody I believe last year, an interior lineman. So I mean Zeiler wasn't from uh, like the Dorsey regime; yeah. it was from the previous one. So that's why it's kind of linked. Of well, maybe he might be able to get traded. But I mean, with that high of a, a cost, and he's I believe he's thirty years old, so he's you know a little bit up there in age as well. I've seen either late day two or early day three of potentially a like a fourth rounder maybe might be able to get it done. Okay, then yes, then, um, abs- so then yeah. absolutely. Because <laughs> I saw that, yeah. that was one of the ones I saw was these two guys. The second one I'm about to talk to you. So it was. Could you imagine if, if Brian Gutekunst took Haha Clinton Dix and turned him into Kevin Zeitler? <laughs> And then moving to the next one was, can you imagine if he took Brett Hundley and turned him into safety to Sean Gibson from the Jags, um, who is apparently now open or on the trade market from the Jags because he's due about $8 million this year, 28-year-old safety, um, and also should be known that played with Petten in Cleveland. And when he was with Patton in Cleveland, that was his best statistical year of his career. So, you know, it's just very easy to connect the two dots. Um, and the thought was late day three pick of potentially the Brett Hundley trade to Seattle. So you're giving up those the fourth and the sixth extra picks that you had, and you'd be picking up two impact starters right away. I'm at the point now where if like, any safety who comes on the market – if the cost isn't ridiculously high, I'm just I'm totally in favor of it. Just any safety except for Haha Clinton Dix, um, who's, <laughs> who's also on the market. Why he's, not? I feel I you know I just don't know that he's going to be a good fit um, in, in for the team. I might I might be wrong. There's literally no evidence to prove me right or wrong in Haha Clinton Dix in Green Bay, but um, I just I just feel like he wouldn't be good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'd be I'd be down for a late round pick for Gibson. So, yeah, that's my, my one – now, I literally just had this thought because we were talking about it, but maybe that's not the best idea in the world just because if nobody's training for him, you let him come to, come back, uh, you know, hit the get cut and go to the free agent market. I mean, there's so many safeties that can be had from the just the free agent market alone and probably a little cheaper than $8 million that – I don't know, maybe this is the one that you could potentially wait out and see because, I mean – you can get it like a Trey Boston for five or six million dollars and save a couple mil for an edge rusher or things like that. So, but if he is a guy that's played with Petten and, and that's did true. well in the Petten system, like that, that in my mind, that's worth a little bit more uh, just because you know you can kind of you can put him in. That's a plug and play guy in that Petten system. So, I, it's I, you're right. I mean, you're right. It's a, the market's flooded. With all the people that drop, the market's flooded with a lot of different positions. But that safety position, you're right. You don't want to overpay. But that seems like if you're going to overpay like a little, maybe maybe that's when you do it. Just to just to make sure that you get your guy that you know can help you. Oh, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Um, all right, so let's let it, we want to have a little fun now. Sarah is <laughs> amped and ready to go and wants to make fun of wait for it, everybody. 
the Chicago Bears. So, Sarah, I'm going to give you the floor. You get to, you know, do all your dad jokes that you want. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let you take – this is all you. you. You take care of this one. Okay. Well, if anyone out there is listening <laughs> and has not heard that the Chicago Bears signed a kicker, they did sign a kicker, and his name is Chris Blewett. I can't make that up. Literally, sounds like something. I I think I saw Al said. Well, let me see. Yeah, he said, "How could this not be from the Onion?" And I I feel like that summed it up to a T. And I I I mean, like if I if I had never heard this news, and someone came up to me and said, "Oh, an NFL team just signed a kicker, and his name is Chris Blewett," I would immediately think it was the Bears because this is. In my opinion, only something that the Bears would do. They've had horrible luck with kickers in the past. I mean, we saw what happened in the playoffs. And then they're already like a franchise that's like made fun of a lot. And it's like, at this point, just why? Like, I I mean, like, I love it because it just gives me like, like, it's so easy. Like, you just are making it so, so easy. And I get it. I know. They, they beat us this year, and they made the playoffs, and we didn't. But, like, are we really losing if they have a kicker <laughs> named Chris Blewett? I, I don't know. I just – it I, like, I literally thought, like, their Twitter got hacked or something. Like, I was like, there is no way this is real, but it is. And I'm very – I'm surprised, but I, I'm not, if that makes sense. I'm just I'm super happy that after years and years of hearing if that kick Robbie was as good as gold that that now we get the other side of the coin. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, I mean they that that was the best part is they didn't want to pay Robbie gold, so they let him walk. They had the most one of the most accurate kickers ever in Soldier Field and they let him walk and now everybody was talking about how they need to get Robbie gold back. <laughs> only to replace him with Chris Blewett. Um, <laughs> I love that the Niners like, just franchised him. They're like, no, uh, you're not getting Robbie Gold. Nope, nope. <laughs> just the stupidest thing in the world that you can franchise a kicker. Like, come on. <laughs> Our franchise wouldn't be the same without Robbie Gold kicking field goals for the 49ers. <laughs> that might actually be true. <laughs> I suppose when Jimmy Ruffalo went down, their field goal kicks went way up. <laughs> Okay, so Chris Blewett's gonna suck. We all agree <laughs> with that. I still, it still does. It blows it's, my mind that all the so all the Bears fans hate Cody Parkey. His kick got blocked. Yeah. It's on the offensive line, not the kick. Like, oh. Well, just, then he also went on talk shows, and he was like, "Yeah, that's hard." Well, but he was like, he yeah. he was he wasn't being terrible about it. Like, the people wanted to talk to him, and he's you know taking responsibility or whatever. Like I, I getting death threats. And then, and then and they're like, oh, we can't we can't have a kicker drawing that kind of attention. Like, what 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 is happening? What is the, if you don't want him to kick, just say you don't want him to kick, man. Like what uh God, I love that franchise so much. Um Alright, so there, there's a little fun. I do want to end the show. We this is something I want to talk about the first time, like the getting to know you when we were getting to know each other a little bit episode back in I think that was January. Uh, and there was something that just outright disgusts me, and I wanted I want to discuss this with you guys to end the show and have a little bit of fun. Oreo cookies. So huge fan. What do you What do you guys think? Are you big fans of Oreo cookies at all? Yes. 
Okay. Sarah? Yes, me too. Okay, good. And now, I don't know, yep. obviously you've seen, they have many types of cookies, and they have the Oreo cookies, and they have all the flavors and everything. Don't care about the flavors. I've never really gotten into those. My question is, what kind of sociopath eats the most stuffed cookie? So it's bigger than the double stuff. It's bigger than the mega stuff. It is called the most stuff. It is disgusting. Disgusting! Like the amount of cream in that Oreo, like makes me want to gag and vomit all over the place. And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page that nobody thinks that's a good idea because we might have to like switch partners. I, I think Dusty's on my page, but I don't know about Sarah. I'll let Sarah go first because I'm also curious. About no, those. I am on your page a hundred percent. Like, there's a point where like being extra goes way too far, and that is like a perfect example of that. Like. It's just so ridiculous. I know people that eat them. They're like, it's so good. Like, I I break it apart and, like, eat all the, like, cream out of the middle. And I'm like, you are a serial killer. Like, that is disgusting. I I can't. I I can barely eat, like, the double stuffed ones. Because I feel like they're just more stuffed. Everything is more stuffed in general now. So, yeah, I've never tried it. I refuse to try it. And I'm 100% on board with this hate right now. They're so they're, they're so thick that I feel like they can only fit like 12 of the cookies in an entire pack because that's how much cream. There's probably like oh. how many calories are in one cookie? Do we know? Too many. Yeah, I, Steve, that, did you, you should have looked this up, brother. Did you look this up, Steve? I did not. Let, you guys keep talking. I'll see if I can find anything. Well, Sarah, so your friends that eat these willingly, like you've cut all of them out of your life now? Is that... I'm like highly considering it. Okay. Like I'm like this is like could be a deal breaker for yeah. me. But I don't know. Like it scares me. So last week, um, someone at work, as a gift to to one of my friends at work, gave them a package of these, the most stuff. And she do they had... not like them? I, I they were they were like they were not open. And so I think it was like a here. I don't know if it was a joke, like a kind of an early white elephant gift. I'm not sure what it is, but they gave it to her as like a here you go. So they either hate her or they thought they were really good and they liked her. And I, I don't know who gave them to her, so I can't. I don't know. I hope I never speak to that person. Each individual cookie contains 110 calories. That's a lot. Oh my god! Oh. Is that high, Steve? <laughs> that seems high. They, know, like, they, they have like snack packs out to, you know, to, for diet friendly people that are just like, here, eat this entire bag and it's a hundred calories. I thought that was your snack pack. Yeah. To put that... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me finish my story real quick. So my friend gave me one of these double stuff because I wanted to try one. I need to see, man. I need firsthand, right? I need to know. It was as bad as you think it is. It's too much. You, I mean, you just Steve, you joke. You said there's like what, like eight in a package. Legitimately, maybe like fifteen. Like there's, it's still the same three rows, but you can fit like five, maybe five to seven cookies in a row. And it's just, it's, it's too much, man. Like it's just like you said. It's, it looks like the the picture looks like oh, a I'm Photoshop. It's, it's disgusting. They, they put fifteen cookies in the bag. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds right. So you got five per row. They got the three row. You get five oh. per row. It's it's it, the ratio is all off, man. Like yeah, you get zero the cookie. cookie cream ratio. No. It's not. I, I got done with one, and she's like, "Do you want another one?" I do not. I <laughs> I do not want another one. So oh. yeah, I I I don't like them, and I will judge harshly anyone who says they like them because yeah, like you guys said. I mean, Steve, you said sociopath. 
Uh, Sarah, you said serial killer. Both of those are true. That, I mean, you can totally true. imagine, like, after they've murdered somebody, that they sit down, open a pack, and start, like, just chewing the cream by itself. Like, it's Ugh. just something some... Oh. Just mixing it up in a bowl <laughs> and just eating it with... <laughs> when I, like, see the picture of it, like, on the box, it looks like one of those, like, ice cream sandwiches. Like, <gasps> that's how stuffed it is. Actually, and like. Yeah. Like, it does look like that to me. And I'm, like, I'm all for the ice cream sandwich, but, like, not well, the Oreo. Well, it does that terrible thing, too, because there is too much cream that you take a bite, and it compresses it, and the cream starts shooting out the sides. Like, just oozing out the sides. Nope. Like, the movie The nope. Stuff. If you guys have ever seen the movie The Stuff, it's like that, but with Oreos. It's not good. That's, seriously, this is, like, creeping me out. Like, I'm... Oh. Steve, Steve's like cringing, like the just oh, the cringing. God, it's awful. <laughs> just the thought of like, oh no, can't do it. Well, I'm I'm very glad that we're all on the same page of these disgusting Oreos. Maybe we'll get some uh, some good Twitter reaction. You guys feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, tell us if you are one of those sociopaths that eats the most stuffed Oreos and enjoys them. I would love to uh, hotly debate that with you. Yeah, we'd um, like to talk that. <laughs> We have questions. We have to, or we'll come to your house. We're going to sit you down. It's really something that we just really need to have a conversation about. Just all of us to all of you. We'll record a live intervention podcast Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll throw in some Packer talk as well. So it'll make it, you know, one of our episodes for the Pack a Day podcast. But uh, all right. We will talk in a few weeks, guys. We'll hopefully have some big moves to discuss um, with the Packers and everything that's been going on. But. This is thank you for listening to the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast for Sarah Dustley. I'm Steve, uh, and as always, go Pack Go! Sunday night football in the start of a historic season for the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Rushes on. Rodgers nowhere to go, and he's snowed under. Back inside the 30, and Rodgers is down. Roy Robertson, Harris, Khalil Mack, and Rodgers unable to get up. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Down at 19 from the Green Bay 30. Snap to Kaiser under pressure. Immediately dumps it up right side. It's intercepted. Intercepted by Khalil Mack. Circle route to the 15, to the 10. He's to the 5 of the end zone. Touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Khalil Max had a sack, fumble recovery, interception return for a touchdown. Nine fourteen to go in the third. Chicago twenty, Green Bay nothing. Wayne, I actually see Aaron on the sideline throwing. Well, that's a good sign. Yep, he is. Of the shotgun, snap to Aaron, looking downfield, throws it over the middle. Randall Cobb is there. Makes a spinning grab just outside the left hand mark. J.K. Scott, Mason Crosby. Here's the snap. Placement made. Kick is up. And it is good. So the Packers on the board with 3.37 to go in the third. Snap to A-Rod looking around and waiting. Lost it. Deep down the right side. Allison in the end zone. Makes a spectacular catch. Touchdown. What a throw. And what a catch. And the Packers get back into it. 39-yard bomb from Aaron Rodgers to Geronimo Allison. 
Corey Lindsley on the snap. Four-man line for the Bears. They're coming on a blitz up the middle. They pick it up. Rodgers looks. Lost. Left side. Got a man out there. to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches, Pylon, and touchdown! Oh, what a play by Devontae Adams! Snap to A-Rod, rushes on, has time, looking, throws, miss, got it! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.